0: Attention everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm um, your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto?
1: Feeling good, maybe a little disgusting. I just had chilies and uh, had to redeem my birthday stuff, so uh, <laughs> I had loaded nachos and a quesadilla. So I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> I actually also had chili tonight.
3: Oh, chilies, chilies, <laughs> the brand. Although chili oh, okay. is very by itself, okay. is very good. Like Chili's, like the eatery?
1: Yes, the restaurant, you know, fajitas, the the steak. What do they do the steak? What's that steak called? Uh, um, the, the sizzling steak? Yeah, the thing when it like pops when it comes to you. They do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things that's are dope. It. Yeah, that's Chili's. And with us today is also Joseph Priestley. How are you doing?
3: Dude, 59 days to Hyrule Warriors. Let's get hyped.
1: I pre order that today. Okay. Uh, awkward pause there. Continue, please.
0: Yeah, cuz I don't actually remember you actually playing the first one, so
1: I never did but thanks, He's getting Kyle. on the train late. Yeah. Uh
0: okay. Uh for those of you that are new to this podcast, we are a conversational podcast by gamers for gamers about gaming. This topic of the show is we're actually going to talk about Mario's birthday since Mario turned Thirty-five, which makes me feel old. <laughs> but before we get started, let's head over to our backlog beta. We have JT with ninety-one points, Joseph Priestley with sixty-two, James McCall with twenty-seven, Gareth Davis with twenty-four, Darrell with twenty-three, CJ was twenty-two, Tricky Mick with nineteen, Homer gets stuffed with sixteen, T Bird at eight, glenn Ory at seven, Jim's at six, William Ridgway is at three, Zachary Ledford is at three. Joshua Kraps is at one. Simon Brakova is at one. Zachary, oh, wait, I'm sorry, Zachary. Uh, I have to fix your name. Zachary Ledford is at four, not three. Uh, Andrew Middlemoss is at minus two. Again, I have to fix his name. Frosty is at minus three. Roberto is at minus three, but he's probably at like minus ten. We're just gonna go with minus ten because I think he just said something about pre-ordering a game. He hasn't no- he hasn't noted. <sighs>
2: mhm.
0: For Veronica is at minus four. Corey's at minus six, Levi's at minus 23, and I'm at minus 60. So, um, again, if you want to participate, just come into our law, lo- our, uh, bat- uh, and any of the podcasts Loop Brothers, us, and of course, our Facebook groups at the Backlog Beatdown. You can uh, post what you've played and what you bought. You get a plus one for beating again, game, plus one for 100%ing the game, and minus one for buying a game. So, uh, yeah, come join us. Alright, so let's head over to what we've been playing. Roberto, ha- Roberto, have you been playing anything fun tonight? I Apparently I can't talk tonight, guys, so this is going to be a great episode.
1: <laughs> it's all good. Um, Hey, it, it's all good, you know? <laughs> I've been feeling a little bit on the scatterbrain area myself, just um, with all sorts of things. So, hey, it's cool. As long as as long as we play, still play video games. <laughs> I tried to think of something really clever, and I just failed there. I'm sorry, but anyways, um, <laughs> it's
0: all right. What have you okay. been playing?
1: Uh, so, uh, first up, we're going to start off with a demo that I played thanks to uh, some amazing people at a studio called cool, cool to Play with a K, called You're a Gun. Like you're a gun, you know, like like the like the what Broadway you- show You're in <laughs> Town. Wait, like are you, you a gun are, in
2: the game? Like you are a You're gun. A...
1: Yes and no. You're a mech that walks on legs that happens to have several giant weapon systems.
0: <laughs> mm, okay. I mean, I would. Be, I'd be funnier if you were actually a gun, like you know, in Borderlands, when the little gun jumps out and starts attacking things.
3: So it's like it's like I am bread.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that. I mean, in that case, there's an anime that you should watch called No Gun Life. And literally the main character's head is shaped like a revolver. It's actually really, it's a really cool show though. I have to watch the rest of it, but uh, it's like a detective noir with some comedy in it. So anyway, uh, so you Gun was available at PAX Online this past weekend. And what it is, is that it's a twin stick shooter and it has the typical flair. The earth has been taken over by AI you're part of a human resistance. This machine is the key to saving mankind or what's left of it. And the objective is to blow everything up. So it was actually a really interesting demo. The game, the demo is available right now until September the 25th. So regrettably, it's probably not going to be available by the time this episode's out. But perhaps the both of you can ch- play it. It's a very quick demo. It's a pre-alpha demo. And it'll last you about maybe a good five to ten minutes. But it's a great twin-stick shooter. It's uh, the the game has you in a mech and you run around you shoot tanks robots obstacles all sorts of things you have a melee attack a laser attack miniguns you can run around and there's also a boss fight in the demo and it happens to have like really sharp uh details like in one ca- particular case there's the boss at the end is a giant like robot sandworm so the giant robot sandworm is in the sand naturally and of course. Uh, Of course, with the sandworm, what happens is that you can see the worm, like, moving under the sand. It's, like, really mesmerizing stuff. Like, you see the sand shifting and contorting and morphing until eventually the thing pops out and tries to kill you. So, it's really neat. Um, I really I mean, once again, this is a pre-alpha demo. There is a lot, um, there's a lot in the ballpark that we haven't, like, seen yet. But, um... We'll have to wait and see what happens next. But it was really, really nice playing the game. And uh, once again, it comes from the amazing people over in Poland. So uh, yeah, uh, definitely check it out. It's going to be on early access really soon. And if you like Twin Stick Shooters, it's uh, pretty damn good. At least so far. (laughs) The next one I have been playing is uh, more of Need for Speed Heat. And um, I have to echo a little more of of what Corey mentioned. So i had gotten Need for Speed Heat a a while ago, and I just was kind of, like, a long while ago, and I said, let me just uh, check it out now, finally, you know? Because it's a a pretty cool game, it looks like, and it looks different. And, anyways, so, the game, the more I play it, the more I like it. I was actually going to comment to you, Kalai, the other day, that I was going to say, Kalai, I think we've been hanging out too much, because when I first started this game, I started to really hate it. I said, "Uh "Uh-oh, I'm starting to hate driving games." Kali doesn't like driving games,
2: and (laughs) then
0: PC player now.
1: And then on top of that, I'm looking at this scuff gaming shoulder pad thing or elbow pad, and then these headphones are 150 bucks, and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm becoming her." Sort of, ah, (laughs) so. Uh, which, oh yeah, that totally has still kind of happened with the laptop thing. But anyways, but now the more I play it, the more I like it and actually think this is one of the best Need for Speeds out there and certainly way better than Payback. I mean, uh, Payback doesn't have that stupid lottery system with the, with the parts. So this is straight up, you, uh, you race, you get money, you get money to earn parts to buy cars and you continue racing and that's what you do. There's also a storyline, but the nice thing about it is that day and night offer different races and the races at night allow you to get heat and the heat is important for ranking up and unlocking more races, more cars and so on and so forth. It's also difficult because the police are, I swear, I think EA must have put like the soldiers from Battlefield 4 in them and given them like Battlefield 4 training because they are tenacious. In all the Need for Speed games I played, the police AI, you know, kind of a challenge, not really. more of a cakewalk. Here, they don't give up. It's terrible. You, You go through one speed trap, and like, okay, Queen Crown Victoria starts targeting you, and then you get another one, okay, and then it's like, okay, we're calling in the Dodge Charger, we're calling in the Corvette, we're calling in the helicopter, and we're gonna call in Spike Strips, like, not even a minute into the chase. I'm just like, Oh my goodness! Leave me alone. <laughs> so, I unfortunately suffered some failure the other night because I I did a race and they chased me. My car got wrecked and I lost a good chunk of my rep. So, it sucks. But um, it still is. I I, I do appreciate that that direction. And the other thing I like is the visuals. Like it the 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 game takes place in something modeling Miami and Palm Beach, right? And there's rain that wets the roads and the car. There's glowing lights, neon Miami lights, purples and pinks and blues. It really pops out at the screen, you know, and I, I really appreciate that. So so far so good. Um all right. So what do you guys think with uh you know well I know Kalai you don't like need for Speed, but what do you think, Joe?
3: Uh I haven't played Heat. It's one of the games on my list that I definitely want to play. I just haven't gotten around to picking it up yet. I really I'm not really too big on picking up Need for Speed games like when they launch anymore. I kind of wait and I kind of like to play like one finish one and then move on to the next. And I'm like all the way back at like the first Need for Speed game of this generation. The one that's like basically just like a Fast and the Furious clone with like a whole bunch of like. Yeah. Because there's Need for Speed And then. Yeah. I'm playing playing the regular Need for Speed. Actually, I I think it's. I think it's Need for Speed. I think then it's Hot Pursuit. Then it's Payback. And then it's this game. Or
1: no, Rivals. No, no, Rivals, no Hot Pursuit. Uh, yeah, Rivals, Rivals is in there. Yeah. Rivals is in there, yeah. Though right now, um, the word is in the pipe that there might be a, a re-release of, um, of Hot Pursuit, which would be amazing because Hot Pursuit was... That's the game. That was an amazing game and that's a game that got me through uh, college and stuff. So I got stories with that one. Anyways, uh, I'm going to mention two more games. One of which, uh, both of which I think both of you are going to like. The second, the third game I played, Double Kick Heroes. That sounds interesting. So I might have given you a a a pre like an early access key at one point because I I was digging around I came across like five early access keys I had in possession of and I gave I might have given you one to like. So this is the game where you are a band in the middle of the zombie mutant apocalypse you have something called a gundalak and in the spirit of guitar hero you have to defend yourself in the gundalak by hitting rock and roll notes on the uh on the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con so you have to hit like they're now they're not like multicolor notes like guitar hero rock band it's like they're they're i mean if you, unless you want them to uh, so you have to hit like the the right percussions at the right time so there's like a single track and there's squares and you have to hit them in good perfect or poor
3: oh the so more- it's kind of like um like not to cut you off it's kind of like spirit, uh, uh theater rhythm final fantasy theater rhythm where like it's it's all like rhythm based
1: yeah like, something have- like that yeah you have
3: to do it within time with the music like kind of like unjammer Lammy or um oh, what's the famous one on ps4 oh rap of the rapper yeah something like that yeah so in any case, uh,
1: yeah, sim- yeah, as a matter of fact, you're kind of right. Similar to Pa Rappa. And that, that being said, you know, the, the better you hit your notes, the more powerful your firepower is. And then you can, you know, shoot all sorts of monsters, demons, mutants, grotesque beings of sorts. Uh, it's It's pretty cool. The game happens to have a story mode, and the story mode happens to take itself rather, you know, cartoony, loosely. It kind of reminds me of, something I would see on, like, Cartoon Network, like, in a good way. Like, uh, there was a game called, no, a show called uh, Total Drama All-Stars or something like that. So it's like something like that, I feel like. And there's even a part where I get to a prison, and there's a guy who looks, I think he's not called Machete, he's called El Machete or something. And he looks like Danny Trejo. Which, you know who Danny Trejo is, I take it, both of you, right? Yes.
0: Everybody knows who Danny Trejo is.
1: Good. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, well, Kalai, you probably know from that SNL song.
0: I uh, I know him from a lot of things.
1: He's <laughs> in
3: like oh, everyone.
1: I'm sure you do, but like I said, like there's that one the the one song from SNL a few weeks back. Dan, call me Danny Trejo. Call me Danny Trejo. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you?
0: Nope. I don't remember it.
1: Ah, oh, okay. Look that up later. Um, Joe, definitely look that up. It's it's a cool skit. But anyways. So it's really cool. I played the game first at 2017 at Pac South. The game went on PC. Now it's on Switch. I don't know about PS4 or Xbox. It is worth. is extremely good. Well worth your time. There's in-game achievements, an arcade mode, a story mode, uh, multiple difficulty settings, a great, of course, an excellent rock and roll metal soundtrack, as well as um, a plethora of difficulties to check it out. So if you want to play on easy, you can play on easy if you want to go ahead and shred like, you know, it's Ozzy Osbourne in the middle of PNC Bank Arts Center, there's a difficulty for that as well. And it's uh it's really really good. I I cannot recommend it enough, uh especially with that soundtrack. Where do, where do they take
3: where, where do they take the soundtrack from?
1: It's a it looks it sounds like it's an original soundtrack that they composed. Um there hasn't been any licensed music. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like I mean, I can imagine um, If more people tapped into this, you know, putting in Ozzy Osbourne and putting in, um you know, Van Halen and uh Judas Priest and a bunch of others, like, it'd be perfect. But once again, you know, when you license out those songs, the royalties will eat you alive if you don't have a good financial bank there. Um <laughs> So anyways, but yeah, it's pretty good. Even the original soundtrack is pretty good. The last game I'm going to mention is actually really cool. And I was actually... Oh man, I wish Corey were here because I would have suggested this to you guys. It's perfectly well within your alley, except it's
3: not online.
1: Super Punch Patrol,
3: dude. Is this the is this the one from the people who made Gunman Clive? The person, yeah. He also yeah. made
1: mech, mech, He also made a game called Mech Force. This is uh, Bertil Harberg, and uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, it's it's this is a a really really cool game and also the game happens to be only just $5. So you really can't go wrong with this. Um Wait, it's we, only 5 bucks? Yep. It's huh. 5 bucks Sponsor right now.
0: Intervention. Sponsor intervention.
1: Sponsor intervention. Um uh, oh yeah, Kalai, you would you and Jim would definitely like this. It's not by comparison to Streets of Rage it's something that sticks more to the roots. It's uh, it has that Gum and Clive drawing, aha, animation style. You know, from like the music video, aha. You know, day or two, whatever that song's called,
3: take on me, take on me.
1: That, thank you, Joe. Day or two? What
3: the hell is day or two?
0: I was confused too.
1: The lyrics, you know, take on me, take on me. And then he goes in a day or two. Okay, I destroyed that. Please keep that into the recording. Um, so, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Um, but in any case, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's a really nice fighting game. It it has like you know the tip like uh you know your character is blue. All the characters are red. It has that really nice uh, Gunman Clive animation style. It's it's a really solid game. It is t- challenging. I played on normal. Normal allows your score to be ranked. And I try to play on normal, and I didn't get terribly far. I played on easy. I got further, but I still didn't finish the game. So if you got another buddy around, this is worth it. The only regret is, like I said, it does not feature online uh servers to play online but um it is still an excellent game and i think that if you are someone out there that um wants to just you know beat some people up for a few hours for you know for an hour or so it's totally worth it there's also a lot of uh costumes to unlock and things like that so definitely something to uh to to, to cash in on so uh what do you guys think
0: I mean, I'm a huge Gunman Clive game, so I would totally play it.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Like I said, I think you and you and Jim would definitely enjoy it. And like I said, it's only five bucks. It's, it's you know, you you really can't go wrong with five dollars. Um, oh,
3: five dollars is five dollars.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well put it this way. There's,
1: there's entire coffee drinks that are five dollars that are not very, very tall. Like you go to Starbucks right now and you get a. You get a PSL, uh PSL or whatever. Um, that's <laughs> uh, like five, six dollars, and it's like, okay, you drink that and then it's over. At least this game can last you a long time and is infinitely replayable and lots of fun. So uh, to, yeah, it's good. So what about you, Joe? You think you to get it?
3: Yeah, I I think for the five dollar price tag has me like interested. I mean all his games have been really cheap on the Switch. Like all of his games, like all the gunman clives, even the trilogy. I think the trilogy was only like nine bucks or something like that. Cause it was like they like up all the graphics and made it look a little bit cleaner, but uh, I'll, I'll probably definitely check this out. I mean, I'm trying not to really buy anything right now. Like I, I'm buying Hyrule Warriors and that's probably like the only game I'm buying for the rest of the year. Like I'm trying to keep it like really low key this year and then um, kind of save up for either, you know, next gen or buy more switch titles in the spring.
1: Yeah. I, I admit I did pre, I mean, I did make some pre-orders today particularly and um
3: what else it, uh, what else did you pre-order?
1: Well, I got 13 Sentinels today and I got to, you know, definitely Oh, nice.
3: Uh, nice. Wait, you picked up 13 Sentinels today? Yeah. It came out today?
1: Yep.
2: Did I you start know it it
3: was like a, did you, was you like a... F- did you start uh, playing it yet? Not yet. Um I, I mean, I'm um, interested. I'm interested. Tell me how it is because if it's good I'm I'm going to have to go out and get that because it's going to be a niche title. It's gonna be here today and gone tomorrow.
1: And then, minus um, one. yeah, I gotta do a minus one. And then I also pre-ordered Star Wars Squadrons and High uh, Roll Warriors Calamity just just because I know that EA Games you have to have this insane amount of metric data in order to be considered for review copies. And then the uh, and then Nintendo. I don't know. Um, they they you know that they're gonna probably be. I mean, Koei Techmo is extremely overprotective over keys that it gives to, so I'm just kind of like, okay, I know I'm not going to get review copies of these games, so let me just, you know, just, like, bite the bullet and get take the minus ones. But, uh, yeah, it, I will say one thing, though. It, it was very, very nice to walk into a GameStop today and actually pick up a game. There was something kind of nice about it. This is, the first, <laughs> is this the
3: first time you've been in a GameStop since COVID? Kind of, yeah. Wow! For you, that's, like, self-restraint.
1: Yeah, and also because the GameStop next to me uh, regrettably shut down, and... Uh,
3: yeah, like, all of them shut down in, like, New Jersey. Yeah. But in any There's case,
1: like... um, let's, uh, let's... Oh, were you going to say, Joe? No, no, I'm good. Okay. So, um, that being said, uh, let's shift it over to Kalai. What have you been playing?
0: Uh, actually, let's go to Joe. Joe, what have you been playing? I Why don't do you
3: last? always go last?
0: So I can transition to the topic of the show. Oh, Would I, you see, like I
3: see. I see what you do there. I see. What you do.
0: Would you like that responsibility, Joe?
3: No, because you played something that can transition us to the topic of the show. I get why you're doing it now. I'll carry on. um I played a bunch of stuff this week. Actually, I played a, a crap, a metric crap ton of video games this week. um First off, I finished like Oh Harry Potter uh, years five through seven. They were better okay, than yours. Okay. It was actually a really good Lego game, but it's like an archaic Lego game at the same time because it still goes off on the old, like the old model, the old hat model f- from TT Games where like they didn't have like voiceovers in the games yet. So like none of the characters are voiced. It's all just like the Lego sounds and like, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Like it's, you don't get like Daniel Radcliffe. Like, vo- yeah, yeah. You see how I did that? That's what I do for my people. Anyway. <laughs> anyway so i beat that so i finally got that off my off my uh my backlog it's been on there forever because it's one game in two games did inside you have of one. to
0: pick a new game
3: mm. i have to roulette you're right i have to roulette i have to do that later on i'll do it live on i'll do it live on uh on facebook though and always it always it always fucks me over so i'll probably wind up getting like something ridiculously hard like like something i get like bloodborne or dark souls remastered yep yep that's what i'll get um i actually so i'm in this ninja turtles facebook group and like one of these guys like just randomly posted a picture of the playstation Four ninja turtle game uh mutants in manhattan and i was like i have that game and he was like you want to play it and i'm like yeah that'd be really cool to play with like people online because i barely got to play it online because nobody bought it.
0: I like, didn't even know there was a, a, a Teenage Ninja Turtle PS4 it's, game.
3: It's made by Platinum.
1: And as a matter of fact, I was under the impression there that there was no co-op.
3: No, it's online. The whole game's online co-op. You can play e- Each person can play as their own turtle. It's got really tight controls. The game's really good. The problem is it's super repetitive. And it's like, it's like a games of service type of game. Like, you do, like... You do missions over and over and over and over to get the trophies because they're like they're just grindy. It's like take 10 30 bags of gold to the goal, but you only get 3 chances to take gold to the goal each time you play. So it's like you got to keep playing these levels over and over and over again. But it was really cool because I met a whole bunch of like-minded people like myself who were obsessed with Ninja Turtles but also like obsessed with video games. So I got a few moon people to lo- to listen to the podcast too. Um
0: Welcome the users. Do you remember their uh, names? Should should we welcome them by name?
3: No, because I don't want to use their names on here because I don't have clearance to do that yet, and more like friends on PSN, like right now only. So it's kind of like, but no, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. Ah, no, I don't want to do it right now. I'll do it next show. I'll do it next show. I'll get their consent first. But we played, we played turtles for about like, man, we must have played like two nights. Each night from like midnight to like four in the morning like, one weekend. And we, we we played hard. One morning, we played till like, 6 in the morning, my time. Because he, he's over in Sweden, and his other buddy's over in Sweden, too. So, they were really cool guys. Like, like, really cool. And they helped me get, like, the hardest trophy in the game. Which, uh, I guess is our trophy corner for the week. Um, there's a trophy in Ninja Turtles, and you... I can't remember the name of it. Which really doesn't help. Trophy Corner, does it? I should've looked it up. Uh, basically, you we have...
0: That's alright, this makes us, doesn't this put us uh, ahead of Trophy Horse?
3: Yeah, I talked about trophies. Trophy Horse never talks about trophies. So, anyway, um, there's a trophy where, like, when you beat a boss, you have to do an emote when it, like, flashes, like, on the, like, clear the, like, when you beat a level, all your turtles do a pose, and you get to pick what the pose is. But it's so quick, you have to do it before you beat the boss. Or else it doesn't like count. So we had to like come up with this elaborate strategy of like placing all these like turrets on the ground to kill Bebop. And then hit the emote that was the longest. So like once we put our turrets out, all we did was hit the emote button, wait for the turrets to kill him, and then the emote was still playing because it was such a long emote to get the trophy. And it would be we tried this for like first we tried to do it naturally just killing him, and then we looked up the strategy on the on like a trophy website. But long story short, like it, it was a blast playing Turtles with other people, not just playing it solo. Um, we actually, we're actually planning to do a hard mode playthrough, which I'll probably stream on Twitch. And honestly, the game's not that hard with four people. It's really hard by yourself, though. Um, the game's really cool, though. If, if you want, you can check it out. Uh, unfortunately, it's delisted on PlayStation and on Xbox, so you can't get it digitally. You have to buy it physically, and the prices are pretty steep because it's. Uh, Delisted. You can't get it anywhere else. Yeah, it's delisted. Uh, other than that, um, Corey, good friend of the show and co-host, he picked up Everybody Loves Golf, and he got it for $5.99, which is $5.99 right now, until the 30th, so but by the time this episode airs, it will still be on sale? Wait. Yeah, 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 it'll still be on sale. Um, right, today's the what? Yeah, it'll, st- it'll be the last day of the sale when this airs. So you can pick it up on the last day of the sale. It's 4 It's four ninety nine US. Uh, I think it's like $9 in Canada. I don't know what that converts to in Australia, CJ. You guys pay way too much for fucking video games. Um, <laughs> dude, I, 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 I don't envy that dude at all. He just bought two new consoles. He probably like, had to mortgage his house.
0: No, he didn't buy two new consoles.
3: He didn't buy both of them? Or is he just going PC?
0: No, he only bought the Xbox. So... Still, you do realize- still,
3: he probably spent like a thousand dollars on an Xbox with how much the conversion rate is there.
0: So funny story. You do realize that CJ is not a PlayStation fan.
3: Yeah, I know. He just has one.
0: Exactly. He only he
3: only he only plays for trophies for sport. It's not like a thing he likes to do. He's a, he's an Xbox person, just like I was. But he went over to PlayStation because that's where friends were, and he wanted to he wanted to get into the trophy scene. Yeah, he told me. But uh, shout out to CJ, he's awesome. But we were playing Everybody Loves Golf one night because Corey.
0: Real quick, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, CJ does the Push to Plat uh, podcast. So yeah, check that, like that to- podcast out. Yes,
3: it's on everything. Go check it out. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's doing a solo show right now, pretty much. But he's do- he's doing a bang up job, and it's awesome. Um, so we played Everybody Loves Golf, right? And it's basically Hot Shot Golf but they rebranded it to the Japanese name that they use in Japan and they just brought it over to the U S. So instead of just calling it hotshots golf here, they actually used the Japanese name and converted it to English, which they've never done here in the States. So everybody got com- kind of confused when it came out because it's, it is hotshots golf. It's just using the original name that they have in Japan. Instead of calling it hotshots golf, they call it everybody loves golf over there. But anyway, um, the game is really cool. Uh, if you've ever played, um, it's really stylized over the top golf and they add like tornado holes in this one. So like there's like a tornado inside the hole and it like brings your ball into the hole if it's like if you like chip it close enough. But we played golf for like literally like like four or five hours one night and we're, we weren't even playing together. I was just Twitch- streaming on Twitch and he was, tr- he was doing whatever and we played golf for like hours. And I was like man I'm having fun playing golf. This is actually pretty cool. I recommend it to anybody who hasn't who doesn't have everybody loves golf. It's a really cool golf game. Um other than that, I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two for nice, good stuff. For like twenty hours this week. I'm pretty much almost done with it. I have like a few things to clean up and then I just have to get enough um beat enough challenges to unlock the last two stage the last stage in each one and and get the gold medal on the last uh challenge and then
1: i, I probably need a tutelage from you or tutoring because getting like i got a hundred thousand k for the for warehouse but mm-hmm. getting some of those those points requires
3: okay so you so much combo so what what you really need to do roberto is you really so i'm gonna give everybody a tip like this isn't like the old tony hawk game where like you start out with like stats that are actually decent like everybody starts out with really low stats in this and you have to yeah. like you have to go find skill points. But the cool right, thing about yeah. the cool thing about this game is um there's t- three or four skill points on e- two or three skill points sometimes four on each level. So once you get enough like of the stuff done in a level, spend all your skill points, go to the next level, rinse and repeat. The things you want to do first is you want to up your speed because and your and your and your height so you can you can go higher in the air and go faster because higher and faster means you can go up ramps faster and fly off of things faster and go higher in the air the longer you're in the air the more moves you can do before you hit the ground and then oh, okay. and then you start mastering half pipe tricks and you start being able to revert out of your half pipe into another trick and then come down and revert i did a 280 point combo the other night yeah it was it was sick our 280000 point combo it was was
0: awesome
3: yeah it was awesome um so i'm loving tony hawk remastered there's just so much to do i know roberto kind of touched on this on a, a show a couple weeks ago there's just so much to do in that game it's not just beating the games i actually have to consult the high council on this one because i'm of the belief and i think roberto is the same it's not really two separate games this time it's one game you just get to play through the campaign of each game but it's really not It's really not the game in itself. Like, you're not loading up a separate game to play each game. You're just playing the levels from those games. Like, you're not loading a whole, like, ROM of Tony Hawk 1 remastered or a whole ROM of Tony Hawk 2 remastered. It's just levels. So I I honestly don't think it should count as two separate games because it's not really two separate games. It's really one big game.
0: What's the trophy list? Like, is it two separate trophy lists?
3: No, it's one list combined. Okay. So I didn't even know what to do. I had to cons- I have to consult with the high council. Tricky's like, no, bro, it's two games. Don't be trying to pull that crap, man. I was like, I don't care either way. My wife bought it for my anniversary, so I don't have to pay for it anyway. So. Ah. Suck an egg, Tricky. Don't be mad because my wife
2: buys all my games for me now. She knows how the system works, bro.
1: <laughs> Just, anyways, to segue into uh Kalai's uh plays of the week here.
3: Uh I think what else did I play anything else this week? Anything else? Uh more Hyrule Warriors, but that's about it. Oh no! I played Diskaya. I played Diskaya on the Switch. I played the first one. Because wow, when- really Well, I mean, because we haven't talked since the direct, so if for those who don't know, Nintendo announced diskaya 6 is coming exclusively in the West to the Switch. It's not coming to anything else so far in the West. In the East, it's coming on PlayStation 4 and on the Switch, but in the West, it's only coming to Switch so far. So, It's a
0: Switch exclusive, correct?
3: In the West, not in the East. In the East, it's coming to PS4. But in the West, it's Uh only coming to Switch so far. I want to say
0: that's incorrect. I want to say that a, it's a Switch exclusive.
3: No, Andy showed me an article that said it's coming to PS4 in Japan.
0: Oh, no, no, I meant in America.
3: In America, in the West, yes. Right, we're the West, right? We're not the East. Yeah, we're no, West. That's a- yeah, that's we're
2: the West.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're the West. I'm not stupid. Western RPG America. I know. That's how I always remember it. Uh, geography, people. Learn it. Uh <laughs> Anyway, I don't know it. anyway, I yeah, you don't. Apparently, uh, I wish Corey was here. He would have digged into you for that one. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that's his fault.
3: Anyway, I yeah, his fault, his fault. So I played Disgaea. For those of you who don't know, Disgaea is a like a tactical turn based RPG. It's probably one of the grandfathers of tactical turn based RPG, and it's like the most extreme tactical turn based RPG. Like it takes level grinding and like character customization and mechanics and all these different like tropes to the max like it takes them to like level 999 and that's that's obviously because your characters can go to level 999 unlike the new one where your characters can go to level 9999 did you see that Kali? Okay.
2: Holy yeah. crap! Really? Yes.
3: yep In six your characters can go to level 9999 So I played Disgaea and then I remembered how hard that game is to like, remember how to play, like actually play, right? Not like, cause like fifth, the fifth one has all these cool mechanics that like make it easier. But the first one is just a super grind fest. It's like, Oh shit. Uh, I'm super under leveled here. Well, I got to go grind my guys through like the same fucking level 700 times. And then I got to go to the item world and beat a whole bunch of, um, beat a whole bunch of levels in the item worlds up this items level. And then I can finally go to that level at the end of the world to beat the boss. If not, if not, then you just have to make like, you just have to make an overabundance of characters and that and you can like get through it that way. But I don't like to play this guy like that. I like to kind of only play with like the guys you're given in the beginning and maybe make a few ancillary characters here and there. But I like to I like to enjoy the character. I love the story of the first game. Um, It, it follows like Prince Laharl. And basically the gist of the story is He's next for the throne um, when his father King Kirches- King Kircheskoi, dies. Um, unfortunately, Laharo falls asleep when his father dies and doesn't realize he died because he was taking a nap, and he slept for like a couple years and then wakes up and then realizes that people took over the kingdom while he was sleeping. Story is the story is hilarious. Like the writing in this game is top-notch. Um, It's one of uh, Nippon Ichi's well they were Nippon Ichi software at the time. It's their first game and then they went on to make, um, actually it's not their first game, it's their second game. Um, And then they went on to make um, Makai Kingdom and Phantom Brave and they turned into, actually turned into Nippon Ichi software or not Nippon Ichi software NIS NIS America which is Nippon Ichi software but they don't call themselves Nipponi. They just call themselves NIS at this point. Which I'm hoping the rumors are true that NIS is going to be bought by Nintendo. Really? That's the heavy rumor, and that's why this guy is a Switch exclusive. Nintendo hmm. paid for it.
0: Anything else, Joe?
3: No, Kali. What have you been playing this week? I have. I have a. I have a hankering. You may have played. Something that has to do with our topic of the show this week.
0: I did, but I will get to that. Let's start with Among Us. Have you guys played that?
3: I have not played Among Us. I've heard a lot of good things, but I have not played it.
1: I have it. I didn't mean to play it, too. Just
3: because.
0: So here's. Did you buy it, Roberto?
3: Yeah, that's another minus one.
1: I meant I figured that, you know, I'm not going to buy this game and play by myself. So um, it's only so you, five yeah. bucks, too.
0: So I am trying to get together with the Loot Brothers to actually have a community game night for among us. Oh, nice. Okay. This game is amazing. It's amazing. It's It's up to 10 players. We played 10 players. Two of us were imposters. So you're a ship crew trying to do your tasks to get your ship where you need to go. However, two of you guys are imposters. And it tells you randomly at the beginning of the game who the imposter is, if, if you're an imposter or not. And then you do your task, and the imposter can kill somebody, or they can sabotage the ship. When somebody is killed, and then somebody else discovers it, a meeting is called, and you guys can discuss at that time who you think the traitor is, and you can vote on the traitor. So the first game I played, I was the imposter. First right out of the bat, I was the imposter. I'm like, great, I'm the imposter. And I wound up killing one person. Like, when you play- When you do your tasks, you guys can't talk. You just run around and do your tasks. Because it makes the game not fun if you talk. So uh, that's why I think it would be great for us to play as a group. Um. Yeah, I, I was having a blast. I look forward to playing more of that. Especially if we can get a community night. Um, now. If you would like to join us and we do a community night, keep in mind, this game is free on iOS and Android, so you can connect with us through your phone and not have to pay for it and still participate in our community event.
2: Cool. So, Joe, I hope to see you there. Hmm.
1: But, like, yeah, yeah no. I've been seeing videos on on, on the, the Twitters and the YouTubes, and I'm just like, this. there's been some hilarious moments it, the funny thing is that I also come uh have learned that the game came out in twenty eighteen and was just kinda, you know, striding along, and then for some reason the just it seemed to have gotten into the crosshairs of streamers, and for some reason it, it just blew up now.
0: Yes. It actually took two years to get its stride. hmm Um, the other game I played was Cardhog. Uh this is a little indie game that I've actually been having a lot of fun um playing. Uh it's a card game where you're a hog and you're trying to get through all the dungeon levels and keep going. I've made it maybe twenty-five, thirty levels. It's a card-based game. So it's in beta development, so they're still adding features to the game. But I've been having a blast just jumping in there really quick and doing my uh Doing my like a couple of runs, uh, and it's not that very expensive, it's like five bucks on Steam, and it's just released for Android. It would be a great card game, like, it'd be the type of game where you could easily play on the go. So, if you have an Android, check it out, if you have a PC, check it out. I'm looking forward to the developer really fine tuning this game. Right now, you get beans. And these beans can be used for upgrades for your character to make the runs a little bit easier. And even with that, the game's still very hard. So, again, I look forward to them really
2: working on the,
0: um, uh, working on that.
2: That sounds interesting. That sounds
3: like a really cool game. So it's like magical beans, like Stentu beans?
0: Yeah, kind of. Well it started off as coins, but then they added beans. Like he's very much developing as he goes. So if you get into the if you get into the game right now, you can actually be a part of helping to develop it. Uh yeah, I think he has a Discord and, what's the and name, everything. What's the
3: name of this again?
0: Card hog. Card hog. Yes. Like, you could easily like, run it on your PC.
3: Like card is in like I have like playing cards and hog is in like Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Correct, or is it like a pig? H O G, or is it a motorcycle?
2: Wow, yes, after that invigorating uh literary lesson, what else have you played?
0: Uh, well, I played Mario 3D, I actually played Mario 64, the original game.
2: I am jealous.
3: Uh, I, forgot how
0: much I, I forgot how much I love this game. I'm not rushing through the game. Because I've already played the game and beat it, I think I want to try to one hundred percent it.
3: Of course, you're not Russian; you're American.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know what I I played this at, right, Joe?
3: Oh yeah, you played it while you're waiting for Chainsaw Bob to get off their lazy asses and come on stage. Yes. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. you know, he's probably, he's probably smoking a big fat bowl in the back, and he's like, "Oh wait, I have something to do." Oh yeah, let's go on stage.
0: Uh, actually, he talked about that. So, that is true. That actually is a true story. Good guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, I listen to his podcast every week. Actually, do you listen to his podcast?
0: No, actually, I've never listened to his podcast. That's you, you pretty really, funny.
3: You really should. It's actually really good.
0: Which podcast?
3: It's called Smodcast.
0: He has several.
3: No, Smodcast is the original. Smodcast is the one where he just shoots the shit with Scott Mosher every week.
0: Well, I actually attended the Jay and Silent Bob Ten Years of Sobriety. They actually started a podcast to help keep Jay uh, sober from drugs and alcohol.
3: That's awesome.
0: Yes, and this was their ten-year anniversary, and uh, apparently, as part of the um, as part of the podcast, at the end, um, they do something called Jay Fox, where he will take an audience member from the st- from the audience, they will get on stage, and you and Jay will make up a sexual position, and you will actually perform the sexual position mockingly, you don't actually take off your clothes. Which I, I found hilarious. Of course, because of COVID, they couldn't do that. So they brought in uh, celebrities to do it for us. And it was pretty darn funny.
3: So, yeah. I, know you, I know you told me about one of them. Were there any other ones? Like, who else was there?
0: Okay, so the first one was Dante. If anybody's ever seen Clerks, Dante showed up, and he did a position called I'm Not Even Supposed to Fuck Here Today, where they did a scenario where Jay was stealing, and Jay had to pay for his bottle of water one way or another. That was pretty funny. The second one was the the podcast... Uh, act service that came in to help them um I should uh give them a shout out, but I can't remember their name right now um they the guy who runs the podcast uh services uh he did one which was mortal combat based <laughs> so don't even let me just tell you this finish him has a whole new meaning for me
2: Jesus <laughs> God.
0: Yes, and the oh, last goodness. one, Jeez. it was it was historical. It was I was in tears. I was in tears, crying so bad. I was laughing so hard. The last one, which was never done before on the show, was actually um, Silent Bob, and it wasn't much. But each one they actually played music to make it more interesting. So of course, during the Mortal Kombat, they played the Mortal Kombat theme song. During Jay and Silent Bob, they played Jungle Love, Joe. You know. <laughs> 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 because they're like, what should we play? What music should we play? And somebody screamed out Jungle Love, and they're like, perfect. So, um, if you're not a Jay and Silent Bob uh, fan, I highly recommend you watching uh, Clerks, Clerks 2, Mall Rat Chasing Amy, because that's what's life like in New Jersey. Am I correct, Joe?
3: 100 uh, percent um born and raised uh those movies are part of me that man is part of my part of me and i i owe a lot to that man because he's gotten me through a lot in life and man he's he's a treasure and i and we almost lost him last year and it was a very very close call and almost a sad day like i would have i would have cried did you
0: see his uh stand-up special
3: Yes, I did. I saw the one that he recorded like right before he had a heart attack and that was crazy to think yeah, that like he, right after he did that he had a heart attack.
0: And he had a heart attack in the green room and he had what's called the widowmaker. Do you know why they call it the widowmaker,
3: Joe? Cuz it makes a widow. That's the
0: correct. That was, he survived a major heart attack. So and he lost a lot of weight so good for him. I well, I like- feel like he
3: had to. And he had to go vegan, he had to change his whole lifestyle around.
0: Mhm. And I'm really proud yep. of
3: him for doing it because like most people cannot do that.
0: It's really hard.
3: I actually that walked a mile good. today and yesterday. So I'm I'm getting back in shape myself. So
0: I've been walking too. Virtual high five.
1: Virtual <laughs> high five. Virtual right. high five. I've been walking since we were allowed to. <laughs> Let me tell you, Thompson Park, um, an audiobook, and it is good stuff. Especially, dude, I have
3: eat. a, I have that trail right by my house, Roberto. Like my, like you know, Michael Taj Park. No, it's like right, it's like right off of like Jacksonville's Road. It's a, it's a huge park, and they have an actual walking like, like circle. Like you know how they have like a track, like a, a track at like a school. Yeah. Well, this place has like a gravel like track. Oh, okay. Yeah, they made they, they made it around a wetlands. Like, they made a walking circle around a wetlands. Kind of similar to, like, Mask One Reservoir. It's really cool. Cool. She should come yeah. out one day and come walking with me.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's like, it's better than being in the gym, right? Cool. Right,
3: dude. I'm not going near the gym. People are sweaty, yeah. and they don't wash their hands or wear masks, and I don't know where the fuck they've been. Right.
0: Dude, I canceled my membership.
3: I feel like this podcast is dissolved. What what what's this show called again? This is not life stuff. <laughs> Games.
0: Alright, so let's get <laughs> back on track. We are talking about Happy Birthday Mario. 35 years ago, the original Mario was released. Which was one of my first Nintendo systems I ever owned. And put me on the path of the gamer I am today. So let's start with our favorite Mario memory. Uh Joe you got anything for us
3: i mean the most iconic i have two um the first one is the first time i ever played a nintendo which was obviously the first time i ever played super mario brothers um it was my sisters and i just remember like holding the controller in my hand that like super iconic gray nes controller and it just had two buttons and i i was like i think i was a 5 when i first played it and I was like, man, this is, like, really easy to play, and it's not as shitty as Atari. Like, I didn't say shitty in my mind, but I was like, man, Atari is really, like, wow, this is possible? Why am I playing Atari? What the hell is wrong with my parents?
0: Yo, man, your Atari was awesome.
3: Atari was awesome until Nintendo came out. And then Atari became obsolete in, like, a second. Like, Nintendo was, like, Atari and then, like, opened its pants and shit all over its face. <laughs> So that's that. So, like, I remember like first hearing like the the original Mario, uh, the first one one theme, and I was like, do 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 and I was like, this shit is catchy. And like, I remember humming it on the way home from my dad's, where my me and my sister would go, and I was like, damn, this is like awesome. I want to play this game again. And funny enough. I didn't own NES when I was a kid. I the first the first uh, Nintendo console I ever owned personally was a Super Nintendo, and that goes to my second memory, which was my tenth birthday. And I've told this this story numerous times, probably on this podcast. But um, all I wanted for my tenth birthday was a Super Nintendo. I asked my mom every day from like the time it came out until I was ten, because so I turned ten in what ninety four, so it came out in 93. think I think it's 93 so for a year my cousins had it and I didn't for a year my neighbors had it and I didn't and I would go over every day and like nobody let like back in the day people didn't like let you play games they'd be like no you can watch bro you can watch though so I had to sit and watch my cousins play Zelda I'd sit and watch them play Super Mario World and they would just never let me play so I remember on my 10th birthday um my sister was there and it was kind of weird because my, my sister was never over the house at that time because she was older and she was there and my mom was like, all right. um, She's like, go, she's like, go take a shower. And I'm like, it's my birthday. She's like, yeah, you still take a shower. It's like a normal day. So I take a shower and she's like, I'm like, I'm done taking a shower. She's like, you got to stay in the bathroom for a few minutes. I was like, what? what the hell is going on? Like, why am I being <laughs> sequestered to the bathroom? Like, what is this about? What is this nonsense? So I come out of the bathroom and two things, two things proceed to happen. I come out of the bathroom and I see my sister playing
2: a Super Nintendo. In my bedroom.
3: And I'm like, what is this witchcraft? When did this arrive? So like I didn't have that cool moment. Like my mom took that cool moment of like you unwrap the gift and like, wow she took that and like turned that volume up to fucking 11. And she was like, I'm going to unwrap this shit, set it up. And then it's working when you get out of the shower. And I was like, damn, a lot of, there's a lot of orchestrating in this. It's like, this is I like, I want to be that cool of a parent one day, but that's and I mean, I miss my mom and, and I wish she was still here. And that's like one of the, the most fond memories I have. My mom is that even as a single parent, She still got me that Super Nintendo that I wanted so bad. And I remember, I remember I came out of the shower and my sister's just sitting there playing Super Mario World. And like being the like dickhead, like 10 year old that I was, I was like, yo, why are you playing my Nintendo? Like, that's the first thing I said. Not like, thank you for the Nintendo. I was like, yo, why are you playing my Nintendo? It's not yours. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a great kid. I'm a great brother. But so I remember that whole rest of that night, my sister and I played Mario all day. And then my dad picked me up the next day and took me to Toys R Us. And I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in time. And I came home and I beat it with my cousin. Like, and that was like, those are like the two, like those are the two Mario memories that stick out to me because like, first playing mario for the first time was like so iconic and then playing um super mario world for the first time which i think is like the second best mario game if it's not the best mario game ever it's it's the second best mario game ever made and it holds a, it holds a real special place in my heart because it's it's the first game i played on my super nintendo
0: that's awesome what about you Roberto? do you have any good members
1: I got plenty. I think the one memory I don't have, at least not yet, is I never really, I mean, I never beat a Mario game on my own. I was, I mean, I do need to finish Odyssey. I actually, I guess one, I'll start with that. I decided to start that uh, at 35,000 feet on the way to E3 back in 2018. For some reason, I haven't finished it yet, but I really, really liked what it was and was really excited how just breathtaking and how refreshing it was to be in this very vivid world that was depicted and it was a world that like celebrated everything that Mario has has is did you and...
0: did you pick up the new Mario 3, 3d
1: yeah that's, I did I because I got the minus three so um okay
0: I couldn't remember I'm sorry yeah yeah so
1: yeah, I'm the only
3: one who doesn't have it on the show
1: it's funny um yeah oh yeah you better move in on that then Joe because it's just you, you you're familiar with the six month thing so I'm getting it um, digitally yeah but in any case so one thing I actually would say is um and and I guess I'll have to report my uh findings over time the um I never quite played the, the any of those three games or finished them there was the um there was super Mario 64 and I remember seeing that, and looking back on it, I suppose I should have been more surprised to see that in 3D for the first time. I don't think I was really like I could I don't think I really could register it because I think at the time I was so locked into PlayStation and I was so locked into Sony PlayStation stuff and then the n four came around and I was just like, this is actually kinda cool. But like there's some people who say that their like their life flashed before their eyes when they saw uh Mario 3 for the first time. And I remember playing the demo a lot of Toys R Us. I remember renting the game, but I think just what happened was that in my mind I wasn't really as into Super Mario 64 as I would other games. Like, my biggest thing was just action games. Games that were, you control the character, you're flying around, you're doing what you gotta do. In the case of Mario 64, you had to collect these coins, you had to, uh, you know, to unlock certain sections, and I just don't think that wrapped around with me terribly as much as, like, I just, I didn't, I, I couldn't process it, I suppose. Like, I wasn't even 10 years old when the game came out, so. Um, But then... Looking back on it, I mean, it still is kind of just wonderful to see what kind of a legacy the game still holds up, what kind of videos were made, what kind of exploits. And then even over this past summer, there was that giant leak of Super Mario 64 code, which people went crazy over and the, and just to know that this game has like this kind of a hold on people more than several decades later. It's just it's really wonderful to see. Then I never, I never played Galaxy, uh Super Mario Sunshine or Galaxy. I never had a Wii or uh, a GameCube, and uh, I don't, I don't know how people liked it. You know, I mean, I and never. Knew in gonna...
3: for a treat, my friend.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's that's exactly what uh, my buddy Matt Silver said that this is like going to be a big deal for you. So, uh, having said that, I'd say one very successful memory was that you know playing Super Mario World, and. Um, it was really, really cool. It was actually very, a lot of fun. And I used to play with my sister and try and figure out what, like, you know, and she would help me out and try to figure out what to do and how to figure things out and how to like, where to go next. So I caught, I beat the game thanks to her. And, uh, you know, we, we went through all sorts of different things and she, you know, she was really cool and guiding me what, where to go next and how to do it. So that was always really cool. And, uh what else like we did try and play other mario games but like they were like 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 that's that lost in time one we didn't really like that one though and there was mario kart which of course was forever at this point because it's just we play that so much and uh yeah it was really really neat and i think that's like the biggest one that i have there regarding um memories there was also like a few other games i played in this before like mario tennis and mario Kart. In terms of a standalone Mario game, that it's World that really gets me. Like I said, because me and my sister, we we we've helped each other in playing that and trying to finish it and, and see everything that the game had to offer. So, um, but I won't I won't forget that just how amazing it was to play that game with her and 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 the memories that we shared and trying to figure things out.
0: Um, I have a few memories of Mario. I mean, my first memory was I really wanted a Nintendo. Uh, we actually had a, uh, I grew up at a short town, and a lot of people from New York would come down there, and one of the kids, who was quite rich, had a Nintendo, with the whole robot, it was kinda, with Robbie the robot, it was kinda cool, and I really wanted a Nintendo, so that's all I asked for for Christmas, so of course I didn't get it. My sister got the Nintendo, and I got some other system, cause my parents were like, look, you each have your own system. You could totally share. Yeah, right. So my favorite memory is the fact that my sister saved up her money, um, and her and bought me a Nintendo for my birthday. So I was able to play uh, Mario.
3: Yo, that's insane! That's awesome.
0: Yeah, she uh, I, me and my sister. Like, I got lucky. My family owned their own business, so me and my sister were working at a young age because we had nothing else to do. It wasn't like we were being exploited. We wanted to go to work with my father. Um so we would go to work, we'd earn a paycheck. And as we advanced in age and we learned more about the business, uh we changed on the type of stuff we sold. So, uh she saved up her money and bought me a Nintendo. I have a memory of Nin- of Mario 64. I actually got to play Mario 64 before it came to America. My friend was a programmer and actually have a de- had a dev kit in Japanese for Mario 64. So he's like, We have the new Mario game. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to play it so bad. So they invited me over to my house. And I'm like, This is awesome. However, it was all in Japanese. <laughs> I didn't understand any of it. And I'm like, Does anybody read Japanese? And they're like, No. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I know I want a sixty uh, and then sixty-four now just to play this game. So uh yeah, I loved Nintendo I loved Mario Sixty Four. It was one of the few games uh few Mario games I did wind up beating. And shout out I'm gonna just say that the new Mario vs Rabbits game, the way they implement the humor and change the type of game that Mario is was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that game. I don't know if you did, Joe. I'm pretty sure you did though.
3: I mean, it was really cool to see two like genres that I really like, or well, a genre I really liked, like, like tactical, you know, combat, and a game in like, a in a franchise like Mario. It's it's it wouldn't seem like a match made in heaven, but I think in the arms of such a capable developer, such as like uh, that was Ubisoft, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it was Ubisoft.
3: Yeah, they made XCOM, so I mean, they know what they're doing, and they took what they did with XCOM and they applied it to mario and it's it was a fantastic i guess how do you say this it was like a like a happenstance really it was really cool the way it, it turned out and everybody's clamoring for a sequel for a game they didn't even want a game that most people ridiculed when the switch was announced people were like yep. we're not getting a real mario game what is this crap
0: so this weekend uh my friend came down to my house um he was my old roommate and I was like, look, if you're gonna hang out, because apparently uh, he was waiting for they were doing construction around his house and he wasn't gonna be able to get back into his his uh, garage. I was like, if you're gonna hang out, you're welcome to play the new Mario games with me, because I download them. I was like, however, you're gonna be like my little brother and I'm gonna give you the terrible controller and I'm gonna make you play Luigi. <laughs> sure. um, so, does anybody have a favorite Mario game, Joe?
2: of all time
0: Yeah, it's a, that's very hard. It's a it's I, a hard. It's, it's
3: not hard for me. It's it's Super Mario World. I mean, it holds such a special place in my heart with my memories and not only that, I think it's it's just the characters in that game, like the Koopalings and and how Koopa uh, King Koopa went from like not having kids to having kids all of a sudden and he can't explain and like, Nintendo really could never explain either. <laughs> but just just the, <laughs> just the worlds in that game were so beautiful and the music so captivating and the introduction of Yoshi and um and the feather and being able to fly like the game is just a masterpiece like the secret levels where like you had to figure out how to find the key and then figure out how to bring it to the keyhole and put it in the keyhole to get the, the extra exits like the star world like i could i could go on and on about and gush about this game all night because i i absolutely love super mario world like i buy it on every everything nintendo's ever released it on 3ds i have it wii u i have it switch i mean it was free but i have it (laughs) like i love super mario world like when i first got an emulator the first game i played on an emulator was super mario world and then it was earthbound like most people but (laughs) but but i wanted to play super mario world because i i just love super mario world i think it's one of the nintendo games i beat the most times
0: what about you roberto
1: I'm going to have to just... uh, I'm probably going to have to go with World, just because that is the one with the most memories. I mean, I did play Super Mario World 1, 2, and 3 with my sister as well. But I think just World is just... That's the game that really kind of was this moment where modern gaming really planted its first steps and everything started to happen. And it was just uh, to see, like, the colors and and the world and everything that was presented, it was really amazingly stupendous stuff and it's um to this day i think it's just it, just to hear the the music the see the visuals it's still like a breathtaking thing that that um is still like really considered to be a moment um and in in gaming history and culture and pop culture as we know it so it's just um i think that's the one that's my absolute favorite and The memory, once again, and it'll, you know, I know I'm I'm repeating myself a bit here, but it's just, once again, it's like gaming, video games are all about these memories that you make and the memories that were there, you know, they're they're always going to be with me forever, you know, and reminder of that fun that you had, that thrill that you had of being, of seeing something with a playful mind and just enjoying for what it is and what it, and what it could be. And, and just. You know, and all the different types of enjoyment that you've always wanted to have with others and here you are sharing that with, you know, with your friends, my case, my sister, and just really just being happy that we're in this immersive world together, just enjoying conquering the Mushroom Kingdom and saving, you know, all the little baby Yoshis. So it's 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 neat. Um and yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that.
3: I mean, if not for Mario it's if not for Mario and Mario and and like Mario Super Mario in general, like we wouldn't be sitting here right now, because there was a crash, and then Nintendo saved video games. Like if not for Nintendo, no one would be sitting here doing this right now. No one.
0: That's true. That's true. All right, my favorite Mario game is still the original. Um, I know old school, but that's the first game that I really enjoyed and played. Um, it's just my favorite game i do definitely like what they did with the new uh ubisoft game mario versus rabbits and the humor so that's another good one and i want to give a special mention to the mario rpg i mean to turn mario into an rpg series was also really a lot of fun
3: now collide have you ever played um super mario world deluxe on the game boy color i have not so super mario world deluxe is just a it's kind of like a remake but like it's it adds like different things to do. So it's it's it was a Game Boy Color game. I actually think you can get it on the Wii U eShop. Which I don't is the Wii U eShop still active?
0: No, but that's all right. I can get it on my RG350.
3: You can. So basically it's a colorized version and it looks beautiful of which it sounds sounding kind of stupid because Mario was colorized. But it's actually a beautiful color Game Boy version of Mario. Like the original game. But it adds an eight golden co- it adds a eight red coin challenge in each level. It adds a level adds a challenge level where you have to beat the the boo ghost to the end of the level. It adds a lot of cool things to the original Mario game. It's all based in the original game. It's really mm-hmm. fun. It's a it's an awesome game. It like it has like a leaderboard and it has like um it has a like a stat tracker where it tracks like what you've done in each level and it gives you like little little like icons next to each world. It's it's really cool. It's like it's like kind of akin to what um Nintendo did when they made Donkey Kong for the Game Boy Color where like it was a really really good just reimagining of the original arcade Donkey Kong game, but they made it like they took it up to another level. And that's that's really what Nintendo does well.
0: Yes. Absolutely. All right. How about favorite Mario character, Roberto? Uh
1: character, um I mean I really liked Yoshi. I used to choose Yoshi uh during uh Mario Kart almost all the time. I guess because he was a dinosaur and he was different and he wasn't a plumber. Uh that was always just fun to choose, like particularly in Mario Kart. Um I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> it was uh it was pretty cool. Uh, being that- Nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, especially even in Mario Kart 64, I always chose Yoshi because I always just, for some reason, felt that he was the fastest. I guess he was. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yoshi was just, you know, cool little dinosaur. Plus, you know, I don't know the name. Yoshi. You know, it's not, uh, it's not like, you know, it's just, it's something different. It was cool. (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, Joe, what about you? Favorite Mario character?
3: Uh Shy Guy. 100% Shy Guy. I love Shy Guy. Ooh, I've loved Shy try. Guy since Mario 2. Um I'm mad that he didn't come back for a long time, but dude, that's my boy. Is all I play as in Mario Kart 8. I play as Shy Guy all the time. Like I was so happy they put him in the game cuz I love Shy Guy. Like I It's cool that you can play him as an, in I can't remember which Mario Party you you first got to play as in him uh, play as him in, but He's the only person I pick when I play. Uh, he was my Nintendo Switch icon for a long time. Actually, is he still my? Nintendo I don't even know. No, it's 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 KK Slider now. But it was Shy Guy for like ever until they added new icons. Uh, I love Shy Guy. I'm, my favorite color is red. I really like. I I really thought Shy Guy was a cool little ancillary character that like nobody liked, and I like to attach myself to stuff like that and kind of make it my own thing. So. I just ran with Shy Guy, and I was like, this is my boy. Shy Guy's my boy. I'm gonna ride or die with Shy Guy. I have a Shy Guy plushie. (laughs) I have a Shy Guy plushie somewhere in my house. I'm still waiting for Nintendo to make a Shy Guy Amiibo. Um, If I had to pick a second favorite Mario character, which I could do real quick, it's it's Boo. I love Boo. Like, I have the Boo Amiibo, and it's my favorite one. Even out of all the Fire Emblem Amiibos, my Boo is my favorite... My Boo. (laughs) Is my favorite Amiibo um, it glows in the dark which is really freaking cool if you don't have a Boo amiibo I'm sorry but he glows in the dark which is really cool and yeah Boo is really cool too and you can play as him in Smash and um not Smash uh in Mario Kart as well as King Boo but yeah I like Boo what about you Kali who's your favorite Mario character of all time
0: this is gonna sound kind of like kind of obvious but I like Peach Peach was this Princess that went from needing to be rescued to being a character in Mario Two.
3: Did you play it? Did you ever play Super Princess Peach? By the way, no. Okay, so you need to go download Super Princess Peach on the RG three hundred
0: and fifty. Yep. uh yep. I definitely do.
3: It's a it's a DS game, so I don't know how well it'll run on there, but it's 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 pretty cool. So like, it's like Peach is the main character. Period. It's Peach's game.
0: All right. Do you guys have anything else before I move on to our questions?
1: Um, I think um, it's it's great to see that uh, even despite everything, Mario still celebrated. And I kind of wish I, we could have seen him at the the ja- the Japan Summer Olympics this y- so year.
3: Hopefully, see him next year. next
1: year. Yeah, we'll get him next year. He's everything the Mexican for the
3: Olympics, isn't he?
1: Well, yeah. I remember when uh, what was it? The Brazilian Olympics ended, and it ended with Mario traveling through a tunnel and popping out, and then announcing that
3: yeah that no. next the next one's in japan but i it think he's funny. the official mascot like i'm not joking like i think he's the official mascot of the olympics
1: as a matter of fact i remember the the announcer on NBC was like super mario
3: or my Ma- Ma- and i was like oh, yeah oh that shit real bad my and God. i was like come on dude you're showing you're showing <laughs> like how do you not know who mario is Mario's probably like the second most known entity on planet earth outside of mickey mouse yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, it's still not as bad as when Al Roker said saw Goku and said Super Saiyan or something. I was like, Oh god! Oh, at the god.
3: Thanksgiving Day Parade, that shit was hilarious.
1: Yeah, so, but I think I just like some closing thoughts are I'm just I'm really happy he's still around and still doing his thing, going on adventures, crossing over to other games. I hope there's more innovation with him. I'd love to see him show up in Star Fox's world for some reason, and
3: <laughs> or that'd be cool. Or
1: something like that, and that'd be cool. Um, you know, if if you can do a tactical strategy, I really think you can make a su- fun, simple, you know, spaceship shooter or something with Mario and just keep that going and just remind people that video games can be just fun, man, you know, and for, it's like they can just be escapes into worlds. They don't need to have some kind of overbearing social theme or some kind of political disdain or something that you need to know like, you know, like we we already deal a lot with the world and just you know we're struggling every single day just to stay happy, and if if it means for us to just plop into a world where you got to take you know go around the world in a in a hat and be a hat and have the hat take over a dinosaur because and then have because you're Mario. I mean that's that's fun, it's enjoyable, it makes you smile. Let's keep more of that going.
0: All right, so let's head over to our Facebook group.
3: Hey, I had one more thing to say.
0: I am so sorry. Go on, Joe.
3: It's I am okay. So sorry. It's okay. Um. I just want to I just want to touch on the fact that Mario's 35 years old, right? In all 35 of those years, Nintendo has never, ever, ever given up on him. And I think it's just a testament to how strong of a character they created 35 years ago that they could reinvent him so many times that he could stand the test of time where other characters have failed time and time again to stay relevant to stay relevant for 35 years. It's not like there's a Mario game and then he goes away for seven years and then there's another Mario game. There's at least a Mario game every year, if not every other year. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just amazing how this little plumber from from 35 years ago in 8-bit, actually, the little plumber more than 35 years ago because you have to think of like Super Mario Brothers, the Atari game or the arcade or in Donkey Kong even beyond that, um, how that little character has been able to touch so many people's hearts and imaginations and spawn uh and spawn and create and maintain an industry for thirty five years, like I think that kali you and I and you, roberto some some in some in some aspects you as well like kali i'm thirty six you're older than I am but we've yep. we've lived through this entire time that he's been relevant like i've seen yep. it i've seen it all firsthand and it's absolutely an amazing roller coaster ride to be a privilege to be like a part of like to live through every single iteration of mario and be like wow and then wow it can't get any better than this and then oh my god they put a they put a backpack on his back that shoots water and everyone hates it, but I love that game. And I will die in a hill. I love Sunshine. It's my favorite 3D Mario. It always will be. Everyone gives me shit for it. I don't care. I love that game. But just, just to drive my point home, it's like, this little character and the world that they built around him is still relevant 35 years later. And Sony and Microsoft can't say that at all. They don't have one character that they can go back to every time and automatically sell games with. Every single time. And thats it's just amazing what Nintendo's been able to do with this character, with all their characters. It's kind of why they don't need to build new IPs. Like, everyone gets on them. How come you don't have new IPs? Why are we getting the same thing all the time? Because it works. It works, and people are willing to pay for it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And the the coolest thing about Mario is he's been able to change with the times and stay relevant and that's what you have to do to survive. Like, Mario's a survivor. He's the number one survivor. He's learned how to adapt through the ages and stay cool and relevant in a world where stuff becomes uncool very fast. So it's a a very huge testament to the people in Nintendo to keep him super relevant for 35 years. Like, kudos to them. Like, it's amazing. It's like, I can't say enough good things about the company because not not for nothing like and this is another like hill I'll die on Nintendo is the last video game company that exists like no other company still makes video games people make cinematic adventures that have video game aspects in them but Nintendo makes video games it's about the gameplay first it's about making sure that the person that's touching that controller is having fun doing what they're doing beyond anything else beyond anything else and who's at the forefront of that it's Mario and... Yep,
0: And you kind of touched on it, Joe, because you were one year old when Mario came out. Because uh, t- it's 35 years old. Yeah. I was eight years old when Mario came out. So I saw the invention of Mario. Yeah. And the Mario Brothers series. So for me, this is just so amazing to see a character that I love so much span all these years and survive.
3: Yeah, it's like one thing to come back every 10 years, like the Ninja Turtles, like they've been around since almost Mario has, but they've come and go and then they're gone and then they come back and then they're gone. Mario's never done that. He's never gone away.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He's the one thing in my life that I could say has always been constant. That and wrestling, but like no wrestler's been constant that entire time, but Mario has.
0: All right, so let's move on to our Facebook questions. Sounds great. Matt says, "Is Sony PS now as good or better <laughs> than Game Pass Ultimate?" Didn't we have discussion about what the question was supposed to be this week?
3: I- you know what? I I I shot myself in the foot. Uh, I didn't have time to write like, "What are your favorite memories?" I just put a question thing out. I know, my okay. fault. Follow- so now we have to answer these lovely questions. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, it's not. Uh, sorry, Daryl. I'm a PlayStation person, just like you. But Game Pass is infinitely better than PS Now, and that's just from a like a not even a price point standpoint. It's from a quality standpoint. Uh, Roberto, I don't have PS Now, and I don't have uh, Xbox Game Pass. But I'm gonna
1: say Xbox Game Pass still reigns supreme.
0: That's the correct answer. Uh, so. Here's the thing. The difference between the PS Now and the um Game Pass is that Game Pass is looking towards the future, whereas PS Now is looking towards the past. If you've never had a PS3, it's a great system. I've never had a PS3. I still don't want to go back and play older games. I want to play the new games that are coming out. And Nintendo, um, I'm sorry, and Xbox is pushing smaller developers that need pushing. And I'm playing games. From Smaller developers, I never would have played if it wasn't for Game Pass, so I'm gonna go with Game Pass. Uh, next question comes from Angel Middlemoss Do you think PS Now PS Plus News will be released by the end of September?
2: Hmm. Joe, uh, I don't, uh,
1: or Joe, are you gonna go? Go ahead, Roberto, oh, you, you can go first. Can go. I, I, I'm sorry, Roberto, yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's like right now we're in a really weird spot. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I've said this before. I really don't even think we should be releasing systems at this time. Um, I think we'll get more information though about PS Plus. Uh, but I think right now, just everybody's plans about what these systems were, what was going to be coming out, what's going to be announced, all of it just got thrown into the air because of the pandemic. And we have to really kind of see what's going to happen next with it regarding this and how the industry is gonna shape. It's unfortunate, regrettably, it is looking more and more likely that the pandemic will be going well into 2021. Um I mean, like in some states they or form. I mean, and I don't know when the vaccine's gonna be deployed. So it's safe to say that they're trying to adjust what's going to be happening. I mean if Sony is smart, they'll start to catch up with game pass, so to speak, probably with PlayStation Plus or now, and try and see what they can do to Reinvent the wheel while not looking like they're just, you know, straight up copy, you know, carbon copying it. Uh, what that's going to look like is anyone's guess. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean, right now, Sony is not doing so well this week. Uh, <laughs> in addition to the to those awful pre orders, it's been determined that Sony Spider Man PS4 is not going to upgrade the PS5 and all that. And I think people are are kind of looking at that now, so that's something to take into consideration. Those like kind of free upgrades that you can get. So, um we'll just have to wait and see what, what what transpires.
2: Hello? I'm there. Oh, you want me to go now?
1: Yeah, yeah, i completed my thought like 5 seconds ago.
3: Uh no. No, the answer is no. 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 Sony doesn't give a shit about PS now. If they did, they would have fixed it months ago. Years ago. They mm-hmm. don't care. They don't I have no I have no faith in PlayStation now anymore. None. They only give me three new games a month, a month, like an entire month. I only get three new games game pass. There's like new games like weekly, weekly. You hear that Sony weekly? Like I got three new games a month and like one of them is guaranteed to be the game that was free from PS plus the previous month. I already have it. Why the fuck would I want it? Like stop giving me games. I already have like, and I'm not trying to be like a greedy asshole. But, like, there's so many PS3 games that aren't on there that should be on there. Like, it's like, why is 3D.Hero? Hero? Where is, like, where's all the Final Fantasy games? Like, like, it, it just makes me pissed off. You know where they are? They're on fucking Game Pass. Well, except for 3D.Hero, because it's exclusive. But, like, they're not going to fix PlayStation now. I have no faith. None. Absolutely none. Like, and if they do, it's going to be expensive. Because Sony likes to gouge people for money. And it's annoying.
0: Um, I believe that we're not going to get any more news for PS Now because we just got that list of games that they're going to be releasing on PS5.
3: Yeah, that's their half half ass attempt to save themselves. It was like, oh, here, you can have 20 games that you definitely already bought on a PlayStation 4 if you owned one, because who wouldn't have owned these games?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Oh, wait. So if you have a disc version, you can pretty much shove those games up your ass because you already have them. It's like, and you know what's gonna be even funnier? Like, are those games streamed, or do I have to download? I think I, yeah, I think you have to download each one, right?
0: I'm hoping so.
3: On that, on that small ass uh, solid state drive that they're giving us.
0: Well, no, those could be could those also be downloaded to an external hard drive?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, because they're PS4 games. Well, who knows if they're optimized, and then they can't. Like, you know how Sony likes to do shit. Oh, sorry, no, we put we put an optimization chip in this, and now. Uh, it's got 17 teraflops in it, so you can't move it on to the other. Ah, it has to run on a solid state drive. Sorry, guys.
2: <laughs>
3: like this whole thing's pissing me off. Like, like, uh, dual screens put up a post and like, oh, which one did you pre-order? I'm like, none. Happy with my Switch. Next, I actually, put, <laughs> I yeah, I was like, oh, I'm happy with my Switch over here. And then one other person was like, yeah, I'm happy too. Like, there's so much things, so many things coming out for the Switch. I don't need a new a new system. I don't.
0: Alright, the next question comes from Chicky Mick from uh Trophy Horse.
2: Mickey Trick. Okay.
0: When are you gonna have Tricky on?
1: Uh probably not forever.
3: Wow. Wow, shots fired.
1: We only had him once and that was like back in what was it, February this year?
3: I mean, if you come on the show, Tricky, you can't talk about the last of us.
0: <laughs> um
2: or or I, I or, or what's-his-face, Division.
0: I mean, we can set it up, but what would we talk about? Oh, wait. Ooh, we're not a PlayStation podcast. How does that affect Tricky coming onto our show?
3: I mean, I feel like we can have Tricky come on and talk about how he sucks at Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. No, uh.
3: no, nah, nah, Tricky, you're welcome on the show. Everyone's welcome on the show. I know everybody wants to be on our show now. I know we're the new hotness. It's get in line. I mean, there'll be a their sign up sheet on you I'll know, put one outside the classroom. You guys can all sign up when you get a chance. And uh what we'll have to do, if if enough people sign up, we'll have to have, you know, uh uh Kumite fights. Um and the last man standing gets to be on the show, because that's the only way I can think of doing this genuinely. Uh, and giving everyone an equal shot.
0: Which, by the way, did you listen to Trophy... Uh, did you listen to Loop Brothers this week? No. Oh my God. Somebody asked the question of if they had a Battle Royale, who would win? And so, first of all, they had to determine the contestants. So, the contestants were, uh, of course, Daryl, Tanner, Frosty, they weren't 100% sure with, you and me and CJ. So... <laughs> Like first, they were like, oh, Kalai would win because she's a girl, and we're not going to hit a girl. And then, you know, Daryl goes on to continue this. But well, in the middle of this entire explanation, he's like, no, you know what? I'm going to scream feminist, and then I can hit Kalai and take her out. And then Joe would be like, that's my co-host, and he'd jump in.
3: I'd be, so, like, be like, microaggression, and I'd start beating people up like a Park. Like, <laughs> microaggression!
0: Yeah, so let's give a shout-out to uh, our uh, our other the other podcast. We love the Loot Brothers, which we're on a lot. Go check them out. The episode was really good this week. They did do the PS5 showcase, so check them out. Um, Alright, if you like our show, do us a big fi- favor. Subscribe and rate us. Uh, we are on Twitter at GameStuffCast. At Kali21, that's K-A-L-A-I-21. Joe is Mr. TMNT84, that's capital M-R, capital T-M-N-T-84. Corey, who did not make it this episode, is the grounded gamer, that's uh, double D, no E. Uh, Roberto is a Jehuty88, that's J-E-H-U-T-Y-88. Um, if you like us, you can and you want to come talk to us, we can find us on our Facebook group. Just search for Stuff Podcast. We do have two Facebook groups. We have a public and a private. The private is so that way you can sneak on and talk to us without having your boss know, like me. The private, the public is of course, you know, in case you want to like us and see our merchandise store. Um, if you do like us, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash proven gamer. Um, we're supposed to have tiers up. For the uh for the game stuff. I don't know if they're up yet. I have to check. Um also I wanna welcome all the listeners from Amazon this week. Uh we are now on Apple uh Amazon Music. I'm sorry, Amazon Music. So if you are a Amazon subscriber, you can go ahead and check us out there.
3: I mean if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Music. So check us out.
0: Yes. Uh if you do like us and want to help us without uh, paying any money just go to um, uh, just go to provengamer.com click on any amazon link and do your shopping like normal it does help out the site and it doesn't cost any extra money to you we are also partnered with humble bundle um you can uh just go to uh, uh look at our show notes link to the humble bundle we do support the extra life cherry which is important to us uh it does help out the children
3: we are like two months so- away from extra life not even
0: I know. Are you going to participate this year?
3: Well, of course. Is the sky blue?
0: Gotcha. Okay. I mean, technically
3: it's not, but I mean, it appears to be. Blue.
0: Uh, if you like us, you can check out our other shows, Trophy Horse and PG Spoilers. And of course, we want to thank Isaac Sego for our logo. And of course, we want to thank the band Take Away the Ugly for the music. So thank you guys. And thank you listeners for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff.
1: The Force be with you. Have a good one, guys.
3: Check you guys later.